Hi, this is Ananda, president of the Hare Krishna community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskonofdc.org. That's I-S-K-C-O-N of D-C dot org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. I'm sitting here because the... Thank you for that very... Whoever knows where the red pillow went, it'll be easier next time if it shows up again. <laughs> okay, so we're going to chant Jai Radhamadava and then hear a little bit about Advaitacharya, whose appearance day is tomorrow. Jayuradhamadava Kunjabihari Jayuradhamadava Kunjabihari Gopijana Balava Girevare Dari Gopijana Balava Girevare Dari Yasodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Yasodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Yamuna Teravanachari Yamuna Teravanachari Jayaradhamadava Kunjabihari Jayaradhamadava Kunjabihari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Jai Shishi Ranamuna Mohan Ki Jai Shishi Goni Tai Ki Jai Shishi Sitaram Lakshman Hanuman Ki Jai Shira Prabhupada Ki Jai Gauravandi All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees all glories, all glories, Shri Shri Guru and Garanga, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Namaste, Sarasati Deva, Gauravani Vicharine, Nivasesha, Shri So, thank you everybody for being here. Still, as the world is hopefully recovering from the most recent of many reminders that this is not our home. And there's a better place to be. It's quite interesting. This morning I was looking at the paper. It was like U.S. government announces exactly how Russia is going to attack. I was thinking, well, this is kind of an interesting phenomenon. I remember that usually they can predict something like that so carefully. And if it goes through, all hell breaks loose, as they say. 
And then the other headline was U.S. hits 900,000 deaths connected with COVID. So it's kind of like, <clears throat> this is a difficult place. It's too much volume, but well, there's some feedback there. You can maybe a little bit less. So anyway, there's so many reminders that, as is, as is described in every single tradition, religious tradition in the world, this is not our home. This is a temporary place. And any endeavor to think that just by making ourselves comfortable here, we can be successful is not really on I mean, the whole the whole purpose of, of, of why we're here. So tomorrow's the appearance day of Adwaita Acharya. Um, who's been to Mayapur or Hawaii or Laguna Beach? Those are the three places I can nisk on. There's uh, Panchatattva Didis, right? You've seen Mataji? You've seen the Panchatattva? No, okay. All three. All three. Anybody else been to all three? Oh, then the two of you get to wash all the dishes today. Special, <laughs> special bhakti service reward for your achievement. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, if you haven't seen the, the Murtis, then there's a, the painting of Lord Chaitanya is there on the altar. Lord Nityananda, Lord, with Lord Nityananda, Sri Advaita Acharya, Gadadhar, and Srivas. So they're there, the Panchatava. And, and they're here, this painting too? Oh, the middle one, yes, performing Sankirtan. So if you look, thank you, Ananda. If you look in the middle, you see Advaita is way to the left with the white dhoti and the beard, Nityananda, Gadadhar, and Srivas, and other associates. So performing Sankirtan, which is what we just did and what's what we do. <coughs> and continuing what Lord, Chan, what Lord Chaitanya did with the Dwayta and some other Vaishnavas 500-some years ago in Bengal and today going all around the streets, you can participate in that same function every, every Saturday evening in Silver Spring from 4.30 till 7.30. So if you want to kind of feel closer to Lord Chaitanya, there's a chance you can get in that. It's actually quite ecstatic. Palika Prabhu and a lot of devotees. Bhaktinod Prabhu, Prabhu is out there like clockwork and so many other Vaishnavas. So much appreciated. So Lord Chaitanya is pictured with his associates and um, just a little bit of background. So we understand from Bhagavad Gita, first of all, a little bit of our basic Vaishnava philosophy. <clears throat> 1518 and 19 and 20. We'll start with 19. Krishna says, whoever knows me as the supreme personality of God and without doubting is the knower of everything. So sometimes people say to like little kids, oh, you're a know-it-all. We should say, well, does he know Krishna? Otherwise, he's not a know-it-all, right? If you're a know-it-all, then you know Krishna. That's what he says. One who knows Krishna as the supreme personality of God and without doubting is the knower of everything. He therefore engages himself in full devotional service to me, O son of Bart. And then the last verse of this chapter 15, very important. This, what we just read, Krishna is the supreme personality of God. Is the most confidential part of the Vedic scriptures. So many people, so many references, different things in the Vedas, this, that, different devas, different sacrifices, different pujas, different modes of life. But here Krishna says, this is the most confidential part of the Vedic scriptures, O sinless one, and it is disclosed now by me. Whoever understands this will become wise and his endeavors will know perfection. So Vaishnavas, Vaishnavas and Vaishnavism means understanding first and foremost God's a person, which is kind of a radical day and age. People oftentimes, I was thinking a lot of people, oftentimes they say, well, I'm, I'm spiritual and I'm not religious, which arises from a lot of different reasons, people feeling frustrated by institutional religion and the general nature of rebelliousness in the world and all that. But I was thinking, actually, we're spiritual but not material. That's our take on it. 
We're spirit religious, but not material. That's, that's what we would try to say is really the essence of it. So, one, God is a person. And two, unlike, say, Thomas Jefferson, the deist tradition and some different ideas, he takes an interest in what's going on here. That's another pillar of our philosophy. Bhagavad Gita, text 6, the Lord says, Although I am unborn, and my transcendental body never deteriorates, and although I am the Lord of all living entities, I still appear. That was he's saying, I'm totally transcendental, I have nothing to do with this material, world, but I still appear in every millennium in my original transcendental form. And the next couple of verses, he says, why? So this is the third point. God's the person. He comes into this world. He's interested. And in why he comes, he has a mission. Whenever and wherever there's a decline in religious practice, O descendant of Bart, and a predominant rise of irreligion, at that time I descend myself. And then he goes on to say, why? To deliver the pious and to annihilate the miscreants as well as to reestablish the principles of religion, I invent myself millennium after millennium. So this is our understanding, basic understanding, that we can go on and talk about Advaita Acharya based on that. <clears throat> so that Krishna's a person, he's concerned about what's happening here, and he comes here with the mission to reestablish religious or spiritual principles by which we can realize ourselves and get out of the material ignorance and overcome birth, death, old age, and disease, reconnect with him. And, as we just read, he comes in every age. He comes again and again and again. So he comes in Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dwarpar Yuga, and this is described as Kali Yuga, right? This is the, <coughs> not the age of love and trust. This is, we see it all around us. It just seems to be like Kali Yuga on overdrive. It's, it's quarrel and hypocrisy. Isn't it? I mean, we live in Washington, D.C. It's just it's phenomenal. It goes on in the world and starts kind of downtown here. And, and so much hypocrisy in people. And, 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 you know, the whole concept's become so popular. Both sides throwing the, throwing the words at each other, you know. Fake news. Whatever somebody says is fake. It's all fake. I don't trust anything. I don't believe anything unless it lines up with my perspective in the world, which is a very unfortunate thing. Human life's meant to inquire and to discuss and to dialogue and to debate to try to come to deeper understanding. But everything you say, I automatically discount as fake, whether it's left, right, up, or down. How, how we make progress if there's no dialogue, if there's no genuine inquiry? So this age is therefore described as the age of quarrel and hypocrisy, also the Iron Age. There was a Silver Age, there was a Gold Age. This is the Iron Age. We all know iron is not as valuable as the other metals. And therefore, it's, 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 it's explained. In this age, spiritual life is the most difficult. There's so many distractions. There's so many quarrels. There's so many, like, oftentimes, you find people, if they find some little variation, you know, you go to one spiritual tradition or religion or temple, church, whatever, and they say one thing, and then you go somewhere else and it's a little different. They go, ah, it, it contradicts each other. It's all nonsense. Let's just go watch TV and have a drink and go shopping. Let's go to the mall. There's, there's nothing to that. Whereas an intelligent person, we would say intelligent in terms of an analytical person, a more thoughtful person, thinks, well, there may be some contradictions here, but let's go deeper. Let's try to find what's underneath some of these superficials and try to understand what's more, what's more deeper truth. So therefore, it's explained, because it's such a difficult age, that Krishna comes to really easy. In every age, it makes it a little bit easier. I was thinking a few years ago, uh, a few of you may remember this story. Um, we had some friends who were teaching at Georgetown University, 
And uh, they called us up one day and they said, I, I need some help, Professor. I, I need some help. I said, sure, what can we do? We've been doing some Vaishnava and Christian dialogue, knew each other for years. He said, well, we have a problem. I said, what's the problem? He said, it's the basketball team. I said, it's not our forte, but uh, hey, what can we do to help? He said, well, some of the basketball players, their grades are kind of below what they need to be, the minimum to be able to play. They need some extra credit. And some of them, they're enrolled in like a religious studies program. So we thought if they came and visited it and bring their grades up. So we said, sure, you know, bring them on down. So this, uh, this minivan showed up outside with about five guys that were like at least nine foot tall. I mean, I'm tall, but I f they seemed like they were nine foot tall. And they kind of got out and they came in and they stayed for the kirtan. And, and I don't know if they absorbed a lot. They absorbed a lot of prashadam. That I remember. They had a pretty good appetite, these guys. And, uh, you know, then they're kind of like their house mother almost, rounded them all up, put them back in the car, and took them back to university, you know, raised their grade points a half a percentage or something. So I was thinking like that. That's like Lord Chaitanya. It's like, you can't do this, try this. You can't do this, do that. You can't do that. Okay, okay, just, just chant. Just chant. You know, he makes it so easy. And there's one of the lectures I heard years ago that just for me, it just kind of gives me hope that uh, despite all of my impediments and disqualifications, maybe there's hope for me too. But Prabhupada says in a lecture, he's talking about Lord Chaitanya and Lord Krishna, they're so kind, if you sincerity, everything will come. You know, all your spiritual advancement and peace of mind and realization, just chant sincerely, everything will come. And he paused for a moment, and he said, what sincerely? He said, just chant, and sincerity will come. You know? So it's like easiest to the easiest, the easiest. You know, like how do we make it easier? And I was listening to a lecture. I was talking about how um, that if one takes up the process of spiritual life, particularly talking about Krishna consciousness, even if there's some defect, and this is an early lecture, but still the principle is there. Prabhupada was saying that you know, if we Krishna consciousness, sometimes there may be some shortcoming. But that's, that doesn't mean the person isn't saintly or isn't engaged in some saintly progress. Process and he specifically said, just like we may see sometimes of the smokes, or devotee smokes. I think I wanted to check this. Is this like 1968? Like how early was this? You know. But he used that as an example to say, even if a person has some flaw like that, still if they chanting, if they're trying their best, Krishna will help them. And of course, there's the other cigarette example, famous one with Shama Sundar, who went on to achieve so many for Prabhupada. And he, you know, he was asked by Prabhupada in the early days, San Francisco, because he was a wood carver. They had little juggernaut deeds that Malati had founded an import store and Prabhupada said, oh, this is, this is the deity and Shamasunda to carve a bigger one. So he did. While he was in the middle of it, Prabhupada walked in and, and Shamasunda was still smoking cigarettes. And he, if I remember the story, a pack of cigarettes was sitting on Jagannath's head. So Prabhupada came in and saw that and I, I think he had, if, again, I've heard the story a couple ways, took his cane and flipped off the cigarettes and then he told Shama Sundar, don't let something so small come between you and, and God. Something so small as a cigarette. Now, in a strict, you know, rules and regulation, we have a lot of rules, right? When I was a bhakti leader for a while, which meant I take care of new people, we had one rule for the bhakti leader, which is you can't tell anybody more than one rule in a day. Because there was so many, you know. Because somebody would come and sit down and, and somebody would walk up to say, don't put, put your feet over there. Oh, okay, got it. Then somebody else, well-meaning, would walk by and say, don't put your hands there. Oh, okay, got it. Then somebody else walks by, don't, don't touch that with your left hand. That's your, okay, I got you know. Within like 15 minutes, they're out the door. It's too much. Too many rules and regulations. 
But those Prabhupada introduced all those kind of things gradually. But when Shyamasuni made this point, don't let this little thing, but just see the, the mood and the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, which is reflective of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is reflective of Krishna, that, again, he's a person, he takes interest in this world, and he comes here to, to help us sort things out and to get out of here. That's his kindness. So in this age, <coughs> it's particularly described, he comes as Lord Chaitanya. Krishna himself comes as Lord Chaitanya. Uh, well, in the, in the purport of one of these verses I was reading, Prabhupada says sometimes he appears, sometimes he himself comes, sometimes he sends his son or his servant, or sometimes in a disguised form. So Lord Chaitanya is like that. He's Krishna, but he played the role of a devotee to teach us. And Prabhupada again gave the example, just like sometimes a teacher will sit with a student who's having trouble drawing the alphabet in this. So they'll show the student how to do it. So Krishna is so kind. It's like, okay, do it. Okay, make it easier for you every age. Make it easier, make it easier. And like, not only make it easy, but I'm going to come and show you how to do it. Right? So this is, this is the mood of Lord Chaitanya. And it's, there's a nice verse from, of, of the 11th Canto Bhagavatam, which is quoted in the Chaitanya Charmrita. Krishna Varnam Travikshanam Sangopagascha Parshadam Jagnar Sankirtana Prayar Yajanti Hi Sumeda Shaha. 11.5.32. In the age of Kali, people who are endowed with sufficient intelligence will worship the Lord who is accompanied by his associates by the performance of Sankirtan Yagya, by chanting, chanting the holy name here or, again, Silver Spring, Saturday night between three and seven. Okay? That possibility is there. So, so this is the, the mood of Lord Chaitanya. He's come to make it very, very simple. And it's explained that anytime Krishna comes, he brings his associates just like we see Krishna is there with Radharani. And we know when we hear from Krishna from Bhagavatam, he's there, Nanda Maharaj is there, Yashoda is there, all the cowherd boys, all the gopis, Krishna comes with his entourage. Or here on the altar we have Lord Ramachandra, Sita is always by his there, Hanuman is there, and of course so many monkey soldiers and so many different associates. So in the same way, Lord Chaitanya, on the altar here, we just have Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda. But elsewhere, he's there with his five principal associates, which include Advaita, whose day we're going to celebrate tomorrow, his appearance. So Prabhupada explains on many places. I just heard a lecture the other day. Prabhupada said, just like if you say king, if you say the king is coming, that doesn't mean somebody's going to like walk in the door, right? If you said the king, we don't have kings. Let's say the president. You know, okay, the president's here. We're like, whoa, like where's the secret service, right? There's got to be 20 of those guys. And there's got to be all kinds of other people with him, right? The, the, whatever, the Minister of Internal Affairs and things like that. Um, you know, with the king, it's like with the, with the generals and, and the queen and, and everything else. Um, I actually, I saw, I was at an event in India a few years ago. There was some minister there. And it was an event with a bunch of students in some auditorium. <coughs> and I happened to notice it was, it was interesting for me. It was like, oh, that's the way all these folks in big positions think. Um, but the minister kind of waited outside, and the whole entourage gathered around him. And then the doors threw open in this big dramatic moment, and then they all walked in, like 20 of them. And I think, like, I mean, I'm a little cynical sometimes. I was thinking, so we're supposed to be impressed by that? Or, like, what? You know, but the mentality is there. Mentality is there. I remember one time I was at a fundraising dinner a few years ago for some, some, somebody's house in the, in the community. 
and the governor came. And everybody's in the list kind of boring, one of those things, so I just kind of stepped into the other room. <clears throat> and the governor, he just kind of like opened the door and walked in by himself, which is not the way it usually happens. But I looked around, there was nobody there, so I walked to him and said, oh, governor, welcome, we're so glad to have you here tonight, thanks for coming. Because nobody else was, was greeting him, so I took the advantage to greet. But Krishna's not like that. When he comes, he brings his whole entourage. And when Lord Chaitanya comes, he brings the Panchatattva. And does include a dweta. This is described a little bit of background in the teaching of Lord Chaitanya. Prophet writes, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami discusses Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Sri Krishna himself, the supreme personality of Godhead. Lord Nityananda is Balaram, the first expansion of Krishna. Advaita Charya, another principal disciple of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's, is accepted as an expansion of Mahavishnu. Thus, Advaita Charya is also the Lord, or more precisely, an expansion of the Lord. The word Advaita means non-dual, and his name is such because he is non-different from the Supreme Lord. So Advaita Charya is also Vishnu Tattva. He is also called Acharya, teacher, because he disseminated Krishna consciousness. In this way, he is just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Although Chaitanya is Sri Krishna himself, he appears as a devotee to teach people in general how to love Krishna. Similarly, Advaita Acharya appeared just to distribute the knowledge of Krishna consciousness. Thus, he is also the Lord incarnated as Loti. So, Advaita, um, there's a little bit of a bio from look on um, some quick summary. We want to get some background. This is from Krishna.com. Put in context, Advaita Acharya appeared in the 15th century Bengal. We know that because just a few years before late Chaitanya. He is frequently mentioned in the biography of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Charnamrita, as an intimate associate and as an avatar of Krishna, specifically in the incarnation of Mahavishnu. The Chaitanya Charnamrita relates how Advaita Acharya was so pained to see the degraded condition of the people in Kali Yuga, that he fervently prayed for Krishna himself to descend and remedy the situation. This is one of the things he's most well known for, that he was so earnest in praying for Krishna to come as he did as Lord Chaitanya. He worshipped Krishna on the banks of the Ganges with Ganges water and Tulsi leaves, crying out and begging for the Lord to come and save the suffering souls. In response to Sri Advaita Acharya's devotion, and compassion, Krishna decided to appear in his own devotee, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Advaita Acharya was one of the first among Mahaprabhu's associates to appear within this world some 60 years prior to Mahaprabhu's old, own advent. So you see Advaita Acharya is always as, as the elder in the association. And, and, and Advaita was considered the leader of the Vaishnava community at that time also very highly esteemed amongst the Brahminical community, which is interesting for some of the things that we're going to be explaining in a few minutes. Um, so a couple particular things that are Dwight, and then I want to kind of talk about him, and then what does this practically mean to us for today? Um, it's described that he very much uh, displayed the mood of Chaitanya in his, in his desire to be very merciful and inclusive in, in sharing Krishna consciousness. 
Um, there's a couple stories that are particularly told. One is that, uh, as typical uh, in the tradition, oftentimes, you know, when, when a family member has passed away in Hindu culture, it's the month of what? Which month? It's usually, when is that month? September-ish, in the fall, yeah. So, so at, that, at that time, um, Dwaitachari also wanted to have a, do a, cer a Shraddha ceremony for his father to help you know, deliver one's ancestors. So you offer boga, you offer foodstuffs to Lord Vishnu, and then it's offered to the Vaishnavas. So and, and the common practice, at least at that time, was that the most exalted of all the Vaishnavas was given the honor of accepting the first remnants of that Mahaprasadam. So anybody know who Advaitacharya gave the Shraddha remnants brother to? Haridas Thakur, who was what? Another high-placed Brahmin in the community, right? No. Good. She changed that just in time. <laughs> when we teach TV training, you know, how to do media interviews, why always tell the devotees, make sure you're not saying yes as the interviewer speaks. You're going to say, like, can I have all of the prasad today and you can have none? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> So you have to watch that. So tell us, Haridas Thakur, tell us a little bit about Haridas Thakur. He was born in a Mohammedan family. Okay. Buddy, yeah. Very good. Yeah, 300 rounds. 300,000 names a day. Yeah. So um, very dedicated to chanting. Even before Mahaprabhu came, he was, he was accepted within the Vaishnava community, but he was considered to be kind of outcast by the other communities. So when Advaitacharya actually offered this very, very special position, it's kind of like if, let's say, the President of the United States comes here and Ananda Vrindavan gets up and, and gets a nice padded uh, seat <coughs> and offers it to his taxi driver. Or the chauffeur. Be like, wait, 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 the president's there and the missus and, and, and the, 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 you know, the chief, joint chiefs of staff and secretary of state. And how, how, how can you possibly offer the, the it's, it's, you know, what to speak of some out, somebody considered like an outcast of society. But Adwaitachari did that. And just describing here, read a little bit. People were astounded. They were shocked. This was really making a statement that, you know, the inclusiveness of Krishna consciousness. Haridas Thakur was known to be an untouchable malecha, meat eater, by birth, and he was given president over the greatest born of all the Brahmanas by Dwaitachari in his own hands. Haridas Thakur was ashamed and was embarrassed, and he said, I'm a malecha, I'm a yavana. There are so many more qualified people than me. Why are you offering to this? And Dwaitachari told him, he said that, um, he said that, um, by feeding you, I'm feeding a thousand Brahmins. You know, whatever benefit you get from, from service to a saintly person, you're a thousand times that because your heart is so pure and because, you're, because you are actually the essence of a saintly person. So this is the, the mood of a, 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 of a Dwaitacharya. And as I mentioned earlier, he, he's most famous for his prayers calling for the Lord to appear. And I'll read a little bit about this. <coughs> The primary reason for Mahaprabhu's incarnation, the immediate cause, you know, the deeper causes, was the devotion and the emotional prayers of both Advaita Acharya and Haridas Thakur. They both were calling out, Lord, this, this 
please, you need to personally come and help deliver people. So Dwaita, this is from Chaitanya Charitamrita. Dwaita began to wonder how the world could be saved. How can this world without devotion for the Supreme Lord ever achieve liberation? He became determined to make end, and so he began to worship Krishna with Ganges water and Tulsi leaves. Meanwhile, Haridas Thakur was also chanting the holy names and praying for Krishna's incarnation. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's avatar was the result of both of these persons' devotion by which the Lord came to save the world through the printing of the holy names and love of Krishna. So I want to talk a little bit about the mood of Lord Chaitanya and Advaita Charya, and then a couple reflections, then we'll open up some time for questions. So <clears throat> from Adi Lila, chapter 7. The characteristics of Krishna are understood to be a storehouse of transcendental love. Although that storehouse of love certainly came with Krishna, when he was present, it was sealed. But when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came with his other associates of the Panchatattva, they broke the seal and plundered the storehouse to taste transcendental love of Krishna. The more they tasted it, the more their thirst for it grew. In distributing love of Godhead, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates, including Advaita Acharya, did not consider who was a fit candidate and who was not, nor where such distribution should or should not take place. They made no conditions. Very important teaching of our Acharyas. They made no conditions, no conditions, no conditions. Wherever they got the opportunity, the members of the Panchatattva distributed love of God. Now, Prabhupada writes a really strong purport, just to clarify the importance of this. Because we, we know, we live in an age where there's so much conflict and uh, polarization. And Prabhupada really clearly established what Chaitanya's mood is. Purport. Prabhupada writes, not me, Prabhupada. There are some rascals. <laughs> there are some rascals who dare speak against the mission of Lord Chaitanya. By criticizing the Krishna consciousness movement for accepting Europeans and Americans as Brahmanas and offering them sannyas. But here is an authoritative statement that in distributing love of Godhead, one should not consider whether recipients are Europeans, Americans, Hindus, Muslims, etc. The Krishna consciousness movement should be spread wherever possible. And one should accept those who thus become Vaishnavas as being greater than Brahmanas, Hindus, or Indians, or whatever. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu desired that his name be spread in each and every town and village on the service of the globe. Therefore, when the cult of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is spread all over the world, should those who embrace it not be accepted as Vaishnavas, Brahmanas, and sannyasis? These foolish arguments are sometimes raised by envious rascals but Krishna conscious devotees do not care about them. We strictly follow the principles set down by the Panchatattva. A couple more texts here. Uh, the flood of love of God had swelled in all directions, and thus young men, old men, women, and children were all immersed in that inundation. The Krishna conscious movement will inundate the entire world and drown everyone, whether he be a gentleman, a rogue, or lame, invalid, and blind. When the five members of the Panchatattva saw the entire world drowned in love of Godhead, 
and the seed of material enjoyment in the eleven entities completely destroyed, they all became exceedingly happy. The more the five members of the Panchatapra caused the reins of love of God to fall, the more the inundation increases and spreads all over the world. There's another purport probably that goes on and talks about. The Krishna conscious movement is not stereotyped or stagnant. It will spread all over the world in spite of all objections by foolish fools and rascals, etc. So sometimes Prabhupada speaks rather bluntly on these kind of topics. We can see it's important he did because Prabhupada's mission, <coughs> continuing Lord Chaitanya's mission, is to spread Krishna consciousness all over the world. And this doesn't discriminate because if you go by, by some strict, again, if you go back to some of the rules that people followed in previous ages, um, you know, I have friends that came from very high Brahminical families and then they moved to America and gave it all up. They're finished. Vedic culture-wise, you're finished. You're polluted. You know, you have like some electric come to your house, even that. <laughs> you invite me to your home, you're finished, strictly. You're polluted, right? You know, you I possibly you just land in American shores, you're polluted. You know, I mean, there's, there's Texas safety. If you look on the eyes of Matilda, you've got to jump in the Ganges. There's no Ganges here. You better, you have to like carry a bottle around with you and throw it over your head every time you see, see somebody in the car next to you. So this age is all mixed up with that. It's all mixed up. And therefore, Lord Chaitanya said, and Prabhupada said, what is, we're not the body, we're all spirit soul. We're not men, we're not women. I've I'm I'm got a man's body this time around. Who knows last, last time? Who knows next time? Maybe this time born in America, born in India. Maybe I'm Gujarati. Next time I'm Bengali. Next time I'm Tutsu. Next time I'm Argentinian. It doesn't, in Krishna's eyes, it's just a flash. What he knows is that we're all spirit souls and we have an original relationship with him. And Lord Chaitanya comes to make it very, very easy. But in this age, unfortunately, because things are so polarized, so polarized, it makes things very difficult. And later, there's some other wonderful later pastimes of Lord Chaitanya, how Advaita was with Lord Chaitanya chanting together in their, their evening kirtans, and then as even scholars describe, they just, it just burst out into the street. They couldn't keep it amongst themselves, and it started this whole social movement, high caste, low caste, low class, high class. Everybody was, was welcome to participate. And from there, Lord Chaitanya took it all over India, and he sent, you know, Nityananda to Bengal, he sent the six Goswamis to Vrindavan, and all of that. Um, so this is one of the very, very important uh, activities that Advaita participated in. Also, we know that when Lord Chaitanya took sannyas, Advaita was the one who arranged for him to see his mother one final time which is very interesting because traditionally sannyasis aren't supposed to do that. But Lord Chaitanya was so and Advaita understood that, so he arranged this whole arrangement for Lord Chaitanya to meet his mother. And there's no time, but there's a wonderful, beautiful pastime with when um, Advaita Acharya invited Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda to his home to take prasadam. And Lord Chaitanya, they're both Vishnu Tattva and this is their Leela, but Lord Chaitanya was saying, oh, you cook such a feast, I'm a sannyasi, how can I, I can't eat any, it's too much. No, I know who you are, please, honor me, take this, take this prasad. And Lord Jitnanda, because he's a different mood, he looked at this mountains of food and said, I've been fasting for three days, so today my fast must continue? This is all you have for us? And Advaita says, I'm just a poor Brahmin, what can I do? Just be humble and take what you're supposed to. You're, you're, a, you're a sadhu, you're supposed to eat roots and fruit, and now you're complaining, because, so... So they went on and, and had this whole wonderful pastime, loving exchanges. <coughs> Chinani got really frustrated. He said, oh, there's not enough food here for anybody. And he picked up some rice and he threw it. 
and then some of it hit a, hit a dwight, and a dwight just started dancing about how, how, how I'm blessed by the remnants of Lord Nichananda. There's so many wonderful pastimes that there are not enough time to discuss it. But what are some of the lessons to draw from some of these briefly touched the wonders of Lochitanya and Dwaitacharya? Um, the first one, again, kind of emphasizing what I said in the beginning. Uh, Vaishnavas, we are personalists. I remember when I was in Denver, we had a group of people come to the temple, and every time we talked about Krishna, if I talked to them, they say, yes, 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 bhakti is good. Then you merge. I would say, no, 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 no. Bhakti is bhakti, and we don't want to merge, because how can you love Krishna? You just become a drop in the ocean. Who wants to do that? We're infinitesimal living beings, but God is so great, he wants to have a relationship with each and every one of us. <coughs> so we're personless. God's a person, we're persons, and Krishna, Radha Krishna, they respond to our prayers. I was just reading Nectar Devotion the other day. It's interesting, 16 and 17. One of them says we should write, we should recite, like well-known prayers, and the other says we should pray, which I hadn't read that in a while. I was like, oh, there's confirmed, because sometimes we think if you pray, you have to like recite what Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, what, what, what Narada Muni said, but yeah, I'm gonna offer our prayers to Krishna. He's a person, he hears our prayers. He's standing here waiting for us to come and pray. That's why he appears for us. So an important lesson for us, we're not alone. Even Adwaitachari, he, he was realizing this world is such a mess, please. Lord Chaitanya, please come. And so this is an important philosophy for us. God's present, and he reciprocates, and, and he hears, and he responds to our prayers. Um, second thing I thought was important, and just from this one story that I had to tell too quickly, Krishna consciousness is not dry. I was reading scholars' analysis about, you know, come to the temple, and the, the chanting starts out slowly, and it builds and builds, and people display ecstasy, and then it all quits, and... Was reminding me, Prabhupada says you can't taste honey by licking the outside of the jar. I was thinking it's not like ecstasy, like I mean, maybe for those that are really advanced, like some indescribable mystic experience. It's just really wonderful. Chanting is really nice and connecting with Krishna and thinking about how he's so kind to appear here as a, 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 in the deity form. And it's just we're so we're so fortunate. We're so same thing. The spiritual process is joyfully performed. It's joyfully performed, and uh, it's it. it we know, remember in, in the early days in New York City, Prabhupada used to keep a bowl of golubjumins in his room. That's how they got this name, Iskan Bullet, or something like that. We don't hear that much these days. So sometimes devotees were like a little discouraged or a little, you know, life's tough or this or that. Go to see Prabhupada. Sometimes even when he wasn't there, I think, and they would like have a golubjumin. Get a little more joy in your life, you know? And I remember at, when I was in a, a young Brahmin sharing, Prabhupada said you should eat eight chickpeas a day. Remember that polygon? Like, no more than eight. So the person serving prasadam would come around and go like, one, two, like with chole, right? You get chole, it's like, you know, a huge scoop. They go, one, two, three, five, five, oh, nine, give me one back, you know? Because we didn't know. You know, there was kind of a sense of, okay, you got to be so strict. And the strictness is there, important to, you know, follow and chant and all those things. But the joyfulness has got to be there, too. And if there's no joyfulness, there's not going to be much inspiration. So we should keep that in mind. Ours is not a dry philosophy. It's a joyful philosophy. And sometimes we're not feeling joyful, then we should learn from Prabhupada and go have another gulabjim and prashadam. Okay, that's, that's what Prabhupada said. So, and we can see that from the Lord's pastimes. And then the third point I just wanted to highlight that as Vaishnavas, 
<coughs> all Vaishnavas, but especially followers of Lord Chaitanya, especially those in the Gaudiya mission, especially followers of Prabhupada, that we actually have a mission. Krishna said he has a mission. He comes here with a purpose. And, and we should also try, as best we can, gradually, step by step, to make that our mission. And to remember that that mission is an inclusive one. This is so important. Um, I'm involved in some initiatives now, whereas even within the ISKCON society, there's a bit of a tendency to kind of like pull back from that. You know, this, this is the nature of the world. There's a tendency to kind of pull back from this inclusiveness. I think it's largely because the world is so polarized, isn't it? I mean, I was speaking with my wife this morning. It's like somebody we just heard is like sick with COVID. And she asked me, she said, are they vaccinated? I said, I don't know. She said, yeah, you don't want to ask, do you? I mean, isn't that weird? I mean, we all, there may be different opinions in this room, and that's fine. But when it gets to the point we don't want to ask each other, did you take a particular kind of medicine? Do you think it's okay? Do you think it's going to save the world or something in between? You can't ask that because you might offend people. It's like, wow, what's, what's going on in the world, isn't it? So it's, you know, us versus them, black, white, Republican, Democrat, urban, or rural, right? It's, 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 it's all over, you know, Hindu, Muslim, you know, uh, Christian, Jew, uh, Russia, America, it, you know, it's just so polarized. But um, Lord Chaitanya's teaching and his principle is that there's a higher goal of life. And if we realize ourself is beyond these designations and we begin to awaken our love for God, then uh, as Prabhupada says, if you have $100, your $10 problems go away. So in a similar way, if the world is with a different perspective of what really matters, a lot of these conflicts, they just will, will be minimized. So for our own spiritual practice, we should, we should be careful. We should be careful within this community, with family, within our working environment, within the United States, within global ISKCON, within whatever environments we are, to be very careful to remember the mood of Lord Chaitanya, which is he did not discriminate, quote, he did not discriminate who's a fit and an unfit candidate. That's not us. You want to discriminate who's fit, who's not fit? Now, it doesn't mean somebody who's you know, whatever, you know, drinking and smoking Indian meat goes on the altar. No, that's a different thing. You know, there are standards for priestly services and things like that. But as far as who's welcome to walk in the door and chant Hare Krishna and take prasadam and join the kirtan, no discrimination whatsoever. Everybody's welcome. Just like you go with Pollock on the streets and you see all kinds of people, different species, middle, just absorbing in the kirtan, you know, people with kind of strange outfits and everything else. They think we're strange, but they can participate in the chanting and be blessed in that way. So it's wonderful. So just to conclude, we should be very careful weed out any kind of sectarianism, nationalism, sexism, racism. This is, this is not Lochitani. It's not a Dwayne Chachara. And see that everyone's a servant of Krishna. Everyone's a servant of Krishna. Every single person out there is a servant of Krishna, forgotten to one degree or the other. There are some religious traditions they have the idea like you're lost, but if you take up this, then you're, then, then you're okay. Otherwise, you're lost forever. That's not us. Krishna doesn't say anybody's lost. Everybody's eternally connected. It's just to want to reconnect. And our mission is to try to help people reconnect. So as shown by Dwight Tachari, we should try ourselves to respect every living being and encourage everyone to take up Krishna consciousness as best we can. Just like dear Krishna, now he has his, his embassy initiative. They're trying to reach out to embassies and, 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 and encourage them you know, to build relationships, encourage people, and you know, work. Whatever extent we can, we should try to encourage people to take up some level of spirituality. And we also should be careful we're not sectarian. If somebody's really enthusiastic about whatever religious practice they have, great, encourage them, go deeper. That's fantastic. 
you know. I was talking with the Chirupuru the other day, who's the president of our temple. I spend to Utah, it's about 75% Mormon or something like that. And, uh, you know, then a few of other people. And he said, my goal is anybody who comes to the temple is going to walk out a better whatever they are. He said, so like, you know, the more people feel pretty comfortable because the Mormon kids come and he tells them, I want your purpose of being here. You should walk out here a better Mormon. Like that. So, you know, it's, we just go deeper in their love for God. So we have a few minutes for questions. Any questions anybody would like to make? Questions or comments? Yes, hold on. Okay. Let me just put some sand to it. Is it working? Oh, Turn it on? Okay. Hare Krishna. One, um, thank you for the class, Prabhu. One comment I uh, wanted to ask is, is the one qualification, there's no qualification to get Lord Chaitanya's mercy, but the one qualification is you have to get it from the pure devotees. Like we won't get that jumping to Lord Chaitanya or Advaita Prabhu. We have to go through their pure devotees. They use their devotees to spread the opportunity, like Palaka and team. Yeah. Yeah, and Prabhupada would sometimes say, we have to understand the con he would say he would point they're all, they're all pure devotees. That means they've accepted the process of a pure devotional service to Krishna. And he would give the example it's like a mango. Mango may not be ripe, but if it stays connected it will become ripe. So that was his vision. So by his mercy saw all of us in our pure consciousness and we just have to continue to take it up. Ultimately it's all about desire. Desire keeps us here, desire gets us out. And at the same time, even if we don't have much desire, I was talking with some other devotees just yesterday, even if we don't have very much desire, just, just take a little step towards Krishna. Prabhupada says in think Upadeshamrita, if you take one step towards Krishna, he takes ten steps towards us. And he also works on his own timeline. It's not like, okay, Krishna, I took one step, now 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 it's up to you. Take ten steps now. Dear God, do this. It doesn't work like that. It's like, Krishna, I'm taking one step towards you. I, you have seen my little effort. You're going to help. And, and please do so in a way that's best for me and, and best for the world. Palika had his hand. Do we risk getting Palika the mic? Here, how about this? Can we get this? Yeah, ladies first. Thank you. Thank God we have a woman temple presence, so we keep a little sanity around here now and then. Very important. Yes. Thank you, Prabhu, for your You're very welcome. nice class. Um, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing in your lifetime of service, you talked about praying, so if what's been your main prayer to Krishna? And My uh, prayer that I've learned to pray yes. is, Dear Lord Krishna, please let the right door and the wrong doors close. Because we're all faced with so many choices in life, mm. and... You know, materialistic person, sometimes in their own arrogance, they think they've got it all figured out. Or sometimes they just consult with people who may not be. Or sometimes they get faulty information. So, you know, they have certain things to make choices by. <coughs> and we realize the limits of my own intelligence, even good advice. You know, I can't see what's over the hill. Uh, but, but Krishna, you please let the right doors open and the wrong door. In that way, I think it practically helps us with, with the everyday just surrender. No, it's, I mean, ultimately, we don't know what's good for us. You know, I, right? You can go this medical school or that medical school. This one looks better, but the department head's a jerk. You don't know that ahead of time, 
right? So many things like that. So I think that's an important prayer for us. Thank you. Thank you. That's a nice. Well, we 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 need to end now uh, because it's two o'clock. Uh, Chaitanya has an announcement before you all leave. Uh, thank you, Anutam Prabhu, for the wonderful class. If you have any questions for him, he'll be around for a little while, so please don't hesitate to come and see him after uh, to, to um, yeah, ask your question. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. I want to point out one thing for the announcements. Before we started building this temple, you know, everybody knows Chaitanya Nitai, qualified, wonderful member of our community for so many years. <coughs> He's also a development director which means temple development, which means he does a little bit of fundraising on the side, in case you've never seen that. Before we started building this temple, his hair was pitch black. <laughs> and we need to build this temple before his hair turns the color of mine. Okay? So those of you that haven't done everything possible to help it happen, keep his hair black. Make sure you help out, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Palika offers some hair dye. That's not what